10, 11 years ago, my manager and agent called me and said, we can't work with you anymore um, because of your political point of view and you're, you're, you're being a Christian. I mean, the studios aren't going to want to work. And I went, that's amazing. You guys are the ones screaming for tolerance all the time. You know, tolerate what we do with our movies, tolerate our point of view. Yet tolerance is a one-way street with these guys. Hollywood is just as bad as, as Washington, D.C. with their hypocrisy. They know they're hypocrites. They know that they embrace the lie more than the truth, but they don't care. They just don't care. It's, it's incredibly evil out there right now. And um, I don't harbor that anger and hatred to somebody who has a different point of view. We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hello, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Strong by Design podcast. Hosting today, Coach Chris Wilson. So delighted to have you. Co-host, Mr. Jared Haley. Jared, welcome, man. Hey, hey. Hey, we we don't do this often enough where we co-host with a guest. So Yeah, it's fun. I, it is fun. We're going to have to do more of this, I think, and um, since you and I just like talking with each other, too. so That's right. Uh, so this is fun. So thanks for uh, making the time to, uh, to join uh, me with this uh, very special guest that we have today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for landing on the Strong by Design podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, you've landed on a terrific episode to begin uh, the Strong by Design experience and you can go back and listen to hundreds of previous episodes here. We're in our sixth year on the podcast, uh, doing very, very, very well. And uh, we've actually just in August had such a wonderful uh, uh, month uh, into September. And it's the show is continuing to climb and do better. And I really feel because it's having more meaningful, uh, meaningful conversation uh, that matters and, and stuff that's um, a little bit more in the now. Uh, rather than just always evergreen stuff. So really kind of hitting on some things that are more uh, cultural issues of the day. So we're going to be tackling some of those uh, today with our our special guest. Uh, If you're a past listener, welcome back. Always great to have you here on Strong by Design. And if you haven't yet, please hit five stars or leave us a review. We'd love to hear back from you regarding a a past episode, a special guest that we had, or a topic that you'd love uh, to hear us discuss here on Strong by Design. And uh, we're always looking for that type of uh, response and feedback from you. So thank you in advance for doing that. Our guest today, our special guest, the legendary Hercules. He's an actor. He's a a husband and a father and a Christian man. Um, And his name is Kevin Sorbo. Kevin may be best known for his 90s series Hercules, which ran for six seasons from 95 to 99. Seven. Oh, sorry. Was it seven? Seven. Oh, man. So the seven. Wikipedia is we a had, bunch well, of baloney. Well, well, we had six one-hour episodes, six seasons, but the first season was five two-hour movies that we shot 10 weeks <laughs> each. That's a season. We shot an entire yeah. show. Holy cow. I was oh, in that amazing. for seven years. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Because without, right. so, without the movies, the series never would have happened. Universal, by the third right. movie, loved what they saw, and they said, you're staying in New Zealand. We love what we see. yeah new zealand not a bad place to hang out gosh they've done a lot of uh great movies and films down there over the over the decades uh so his show became one of the highest rated syndicated tv shows in the world at the time actually Uh, he's 
Or it was, yeah, it was number one. We passed Baywatch. We were the most watched TV show in the world by season three, 176 countries. Wow. wow. Crazy. That's that is yeah. crazy. It's a considering. but I don't care. I got. I got. I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin's also well known for standing up for his Christian and conservative uh, conservative beliefs in Hollywood, which we'll get into a little bit today, of course. And today we'll be discussing his brand new children's book with Brave Books, titled "The Test of Lionhood," which we'll get hey, to a is. bit later. Yes, I love it. Uh, can't wait to mm-hmm. get copies for our own children uh jared and i both have younger kids at least the the youngest of our kids Mm -hmm. will really uh want to read that um kevin's been in a ton of films as well over the years most notably soul surfer god's not dead let there be light what if walking tall the payback forgiven and left behind rise of the antichrist uh, released earlier this year and he has a new film that's actually behind you that's about to release uh, mm-hmm. In October, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep, October 29th, 30th. Go to SorboStudios.com or MiracleInEastTexas.com. Get tickets now. We need to fill up those seat theaters right now. Great, great. Well, Jared and yeah. I will do that. Jared, let's do that. Uh, 100%. Maybe, but right maybe now. on Monday we'll share it with the team at our team meeting and we can all get tickets and go see it together. I to tell them all to reach out to 10 other people and they reach out to 10 other people because you know, you know as well as anybody else, theater artists don't care what they show. They want to sell popcorn and sodas. And uh, Fathom, this is a Fathom event. Fathom is very helpful for independent movies like this to get in the theaters. But without, uh, we don't fill up those theaters before October 29th. We'll only get those two days. And trust me, this is a great family movie, all age groups, PG rated, true story. Um, Kevin, can you give us a quick sum- synopsis of what the movie's about? Sure. It's a true story set in 1930, right in the heart of the Depression. So it's educational as well for, for people because they don't teach history anymore in schools, as you know. Um, they want to get, they want to erase our history, but it's a true story about two con men played by myself and John Ratzenberger. Then they went to Oklahoma and Texas, wooing widows out of their money on fake oil wells. They were con men. They were flim flam guys. And they would sell 500% of the shares, declare dry hole, go to the next town. They get to Kilgore, Texas. They strike oil by accident. Largest oil fund in the history of the world at that time. And, of course, they get arrested because you can't sell 500% of anything. And all the widows come down for vengeance at, during their court trial. And it's won 10 film festival awards. It's won best romantic comedy, best faith-based, best family movie, best straight-up comedy, best. I mean, we made it's a very funny story. There's a lot of hope and faith and redemption in it as well. And it's, uh, like I said, it's a true story. So it's a wonderful uh, true story about these two guys that uh, had to go on their own journey as well. And what a great cast. John Ratzenberger, as everyone knows uh, from Cheers back in the day, which is one of my very favorite sitcoms of all time. Lou and Louis Gossett Jr., man. Dude, that dude, he, I don't think he's aged. I, I mean, the guy looks, <laughs> he looks like a good looking 50 year old no matter what yeah. time you see him in a he film. Was, he you looks know? great. My wife, Sam, is awesome in it. And of course, we got Tyler Mayne here. A lot of people might, may, t- that the WWF world knows Tyler Mayne. He was big in the 80s. Oh, okay. He was Sabretooth in X-Men, and uh, he was- Oh, my gosh. He, he okay. was in Jason and all the Jason scary movies. He was the guy with the mask. Get out. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, that's so cool, man. Thank you for sharing that. We'll, we'll definitely support your effort in cool. uh, launching that in the theaters, and uh, we'll be excited to go see it. And Love it. Uh, that's amazing. Um, so we wanted, obviously- uh, to, there's a lot that we can get into with you today uh, because you are so outspoken on some things. 
But w- what we were cu- curious about was your journey uh, through this acting, you know, decades of being in in Hollywood and, and being in the limelight. Hollywood right now is a very different place than yeah. it was, let's say, oh from what where, 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 what it was in the 90s. Oh, no. And yeah. I'm, I'm curious, Jared and I are both curious about your faith journey over this three-decade-plus experience. Like, how have those two worlds collided? Um, and 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 what what was it like 30 years ago versus, you know, uh, you know, recent years? Well, I'll go back even further than that. I moved to Hollywood after college days in 1986. I went out there to pursue that actor's dream. I want to be an actor since I was 11 years old. Didn't know a soul out there, but I already had a really good commercial tape put together. I grew up just outside of Minneapolis. And Minneapolis is home to a lot of national headquarters like Best Buy, Target, 3M, Honeywell, um, General Mills, Pillsbury. So I, I got that all-important SAG card. I had no problem getting a commercial agent before moving to L.A. off my commercial reel. And um, since I already had the SAG card, that's a huge thing to have as well, obviously. So when I got out there, um, I just hit the pavement hard. And I was one of the few guys I know was very fortunate, never had to work another job. It was most of the guys that I became friends with. And, the, you know, because you meet them from an acting class, we played basketball together and golf together and hung out. They all were working, selling cars, bartenders, waiters, whatever it may be. I shot over 150 commercials in my life. So I was very fortunate to have those residuals, which is the actor's favorite word coming in all the time to pay for my rent at my, my apartment in Santa Monica, to pay for my gym, to pay for my acting classes. And uh, when I got Hercules, obviously, that was a, a very big hit uh, for seven years there. Then I did a show called Andromeda after that for five years. I was the first captain after Captain Kirk with Captain Dylan Hunt that Gene Roddenberry created back in 1969. So I had five-year run on that one as well. Shot that up in Vancouver, Canada. But uh, – Hollywood's changed drastically. I never saw the hate and the anger and divisiveness and the attack on Christianity, which just blows my mind. I don't get, I mean, if you, you look at schools and universities and churches and, and not just the church, of course, churches, um, hospitals, all those are started by Christian groups, all of those. And it, now you got, you know, Ivy League students wanting to take any Christian reference off these 400 year old buildings. Uh, erasure the erasing of history is just is mind-boggling yes. to me yes now we've had you know we've had 30 years 40 years of teaching uh indoctrinating our kids through the public education to the universities and now all the teachers are the ones that are just out there with their politics believing that socialism and communism is good getting rid of god is good and get rid of the unit the family unit is good all this stuff it, it's just destroying the country is decaying america and uh I'm fighting back on that with the movies that I do because Hollywood certainly doesn't want to do the movies that they used to do. They want to do movies that indoctrinate and fill people with hate and anger and over-sexualization. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and obviously it's been a slow-growing type of thing. Yeah. It, obviously it wasn't one day or no. one year that really changed yeah. this um, this seemingly uh, attack from from uh, the, those folks, uh, the higher-ups, if you will, in, in the Hollywood scene. Um, has this grown you closer to God and, and, and emboldened you uh, quite a bit, would you say? Like you felt the need to really become more outspoken, uh, well, certainly in the last decade? I don't feel I was saying anything different today than I was even 20 years ago. Just okay. that the world became so politically insane that all of a sudden anything I said, uh, it just became magnified. And the cancel culture world was born. Um, I feel I'm the first victim of it in Hollywood. About 10, 11 years ago, my manager and agent called me and said, we can't work with you anymore. 
um, because of your political point of view and you're, you're, you're being a Christian. I mean, the studios aren't going to want to work. And I went, that's amazing. You guys are the ones screaming for tolerance all the time. You know, tolerate what we do with our movies, tolerate our point of view. Yet tolerance is a one-way street with these guys. Hollywood is just as bad as, as Washington, D.C. with their hypocrisy. They know they're hypocrites. They know that they embrace the lie more than the truth, but they don't care. They just don't care. It's, it's incredibly evil out there right now. And um, I don't mm. harbor that anger and hatred to somebody who has a different point of view. I really don't. Mm. And just because mm. people on the left can yell louder than me, it doesn't make their position right. So That's right. there's no logic right. to it. I said, can't we just have a conversation on, on a regular tone and then and just give me your reasons why you feel your way and can't you give me my reasons why I feel this way? So, you know, I'm a, I'm a free speech guy. I'm not going to deny people's free speech, but I'll tell you what. The left, which runs most of the media, most of the television, most of the movies, they deny anybody on the right that doesn't want to have a point of view. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kevin, I'm wondering, could you tell me a little bit more about just your faith general, uh, your faith journey in general outside of Hollywood? I'm curious, you know, how did you come to know you know Jesus? How did you, you know, all, all of that was that was that before you moved out, or, or I don't even know. I don't know any of that. Oh yeah, easily. I mean, I grew up. I, I'm, I'm second generation Norwegian. My 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 grandparents came over at a very young age with my great grandparents early 1900s from Norway. And that was a very typical place to be in the Lutheran uh, religion. So I grew up at St. John's Lutheran Church, very typical in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. And um, uh, really was my youth pastor. It was huge, uh, huge for me. Uh, pastor Lee was our teenage youth pastor. And we had a place called The Room on Wednesdays where 13 to 17, 18-year-olds could go to his two Sunday schools. They took down the wall in between and uh, they put a bunch of these beat up old couches and chairs and would sit around and be very casual in his conversation about Jesus and God with us and sort of bring the Bible into our world, which was sort of important in when you're kind of on that journey yourself. So I've never stopped being a believer. I've never stopped doubting there was a God. We certainly know there's a Jesus. I mean, even the, even the biggest atheists in the world, like a Dawkins or a Hitchens or Singer, that are very famous for their points of view, you know, debating, uh, agno- I mean, debating against apologists, they say, we know there was a Jesus. There was a guy, there was a man named Jesus that walked around during that time period. So they don't deny that. Um, I, I always tell friends of mine, you know, I got atheist friends, and I'll say, you know, we'll be sitting at a table and, and having dinner somewhere, and I go, so who made this table? And they'll go, well, somebody made it. I go, exactly. Mm-hmm. Somebody made mm-hmm. it. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> you, and it wasn't me. So That's yeah. right. Until you can, well, who started God? I don't know, to chicken or the egg, Right. Well, mm-hmm. one day we'll find out. But yeah. you look at the stars and realize that this is every star you see is in our Milky Way galaxy. And the next closest galaxy, Andromeda, is two light years away. You got to travel the speed of light for two years to even get to mm-hmm. it. And that's just one of billions of galaxies. You're going, guys, mm-hmm. it didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. Something made that's it right. happen. And a- that's right. Yeah. Oh. Well known Christian apologist Frank Turek said, you know, you can't go on an infinite uh, re- regress. Uh, regress. Uh, you, there has to be an uncaused first cause. There has to be something extraordinarily powerful and intelligent yeah. and personal and creative and all knowing and all, you know, and um, it, it's the only thing to me as a Christian, a lifelong Christian, that makes sense to me, even from a, a young age, looking up at the stars. And and that's how we're to, we're to know of, of God's ultimate goodness and, and greatness is is to 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 look to the heavens, to look to the stars, and um, to know that, that there's more stars than there are 
you know, uh, grains of sand on the Earth, on a hundred thousand Earths, they say. Yeah. There's more stars than grains of sand on a hundred thousand Earths, which is incomprehensible yeah, to most. Mind-boggling. Uh, unbelievable I, yeah. stuff. 180-degree uh, change of direction here because this is something that uh, – because we're a fitness and health publishing company, and we've been making fitness and health products for a very long time. So Jared and I wanted to know a little bit more about back in the day when you were Hercules sure. and you were at just peak condition and, and terrific shape for many years. What was your workout regimen like? If you could take us through maybe a typical week or something of what you were doing to stay in tip-top shape. Well, back up, I always worked out. I started lifting pretty heavy in high school and college. I definitely got up to the weight that I've been on Hercules. I stayed, I stayed about 225 to 230 pounds for like 20 years. I mean, I'm 6'3". I always worked out. On Hercules, when I got it, I maybe put on five more pounds of muscle. I think I was like 222 or 223 when I got the role. But I knew going in that they weren't looking for some steroid guy no neck you know they they really wanted a guy that looked he could be nfl quarterback size he could be a decathlon uh athlete whatever that's what they they wanted a different type of hercules and obviously they put you know sam Raimi was our exec producer so you know they put on that really funny humor and sort of poking fun of yourself and i think that was the key to the show is not to take it too seriously they also had good messages in there uh, for being a mythological, they had a lot of biblical messages there and morality. Yeah. I thought it was great. They wouldn't do that. It's weird how truth just shows up in places, yeah, doesn't they it? Wouldn't do it to them. <laughs> they probably wouldn't. They'd, they'd make a whole different Hercules series, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, I was always, um, yeah, ate five meals a day. I would have just carbs in the morning, whether it was French toast or whether it was oatmeal, whatever. The other four meals are spread out a couple hours apiece, and it would just be protein. And then I'd be on the set 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Then I'd go to the gym for an hour and a half, two hours every day. And I had, wow. a, great, I had a great trainer there um, that would work with me. Steve, Steve was uh, uh, originally from San Francisco, but he fell in love with a, a Kiwi gal and got married and stayed down there. And he was uh, always in great shape. I mean, he's in his 70s now. He just won the, the uh, Mr. Universe over 70s in his weight category. He's just ripped. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's unbelievable. Hmm. Steve Rosenbaum, if you wouldn't Google it, you'd see it. It's just unbelievable. It's 72, 73 years old. Wow. But uh, um, it was so you were putting in the long days. Those oh, are I long, was, long was, days. I was anywhere from sixteen to eighteen hours door to door every day. So it was. I'm not whining about it. I loved doing it. I love my. I love being on the set. I love. I working out to me was, you know, you guys work out. You know, you, I get grumpy if I don't work. Out. So I still work. Right. Hey, you know, I I do cardio pretty much every day. I still lift weights at least six times a week. I just don't lift heavy like I used to. But I still, I got a great gym at the house. Um, I'd rather spend the time getting the workout and then driving to a gym and driving back. So um, I just, uh, you know, it's always been part of my life. And I grew up with three other brothers and we're all very athletic. So it's, yeah, it was. Oh, man, that's amazing. And that's what drives me nuts about people making excuses about not having the time to fit oh. in a workout. You got a guy like yourself who was grinding for yeah. 12 15 plus hours a day and still said ah, i gotta go work out for an hour or two because you know what it's a release it's good for me it makes me feel better i'm not myself if i don't work out i'm very much jared knows uh you know working with me now for a while I, if i don't get my workout in i'm not i'm not myself i don't feel Trump. right it's you there's know. a lot of things that make chris cranky oh so. you say? <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> right that's right that's right well you can find the food in the hotels if they got a bad gym at, at the hotel which a lot of hotels do 
you can still find a place to push up, sit ups. You can walk the stairs up and down in the hotel. I mean, it's always a place you can find a, a place to do something, even stretching. You know, get on the floor, go stretch for 15, 20 minutes before you go to bed at night. You'd be surprised how much better you're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hey, yeah, Hercules, with- Hercules t- said it, so it's got to be good. That's so. right. Go, what, I was going to say, just even with like mobility, right? I mean, and making sure that you stay mobile and, yeah. and keeping your joints loose and all of those things. I mean, especially as, as, as you're aging, like, uh, lot, lot, you know, the use it, you lose it. That's true for muscle, but I think for mobility as well. Oh, and just no keeping problem. up with that yeah. in order to, to keep functioning yeah. and, and yeah. having a, a life that is, is satisfactory. You know, I mean, it's, I can't imagine getting to a place where you can't move around and you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't feel like a, a fun life to be living. No. So. You see Agreed. it every day from people that are just so sedentary yep. and the obesity in this country and uh, overweight and it's like wow you know and it you get locked in these habits and they just they go oh well what can I do now well there's a lot of stuff you can do right. our number one right which is number one stop eating a vat of caramel corn at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> at least start there. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. You know, start but it's there. so good. It's so good. It is, but good. it's so good. Jared's got, Jared doesn't have these problems, okay? He can live yeah. on like bologna sandwiches and Twizzlers, and he, yeah. he you know, he's he's in a constant state of trying to bulk. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would if I would lose uh, or, or weight, but certainly it would clog up my arteries yeah, well, and true. do all of the other bad stuff. You know, I had a good friend. He was he was tall and lanky, and he was work working out, and he thought he was in the best shape of his life. And then it turns out he had high cholesterol, and so he was eating wrong. You know, right. and so right. I mean, you can look good on the outside, yeah. and you still are, are kind of trash true. on the inside. And so that's how. Uh, you know, y- y- everybody has their different things and different goals and different things, but being healthy uh, ultimately is the goal that you're looking for. And, and that, you know, you have to, it's like, uh, that's the thing too that bothers me. And, and I'm sure you'd agree with this too, Kevin, is that, uh, you know, the one fix all for everybody, um, whether it's medicine or health or, or whatever it might be, uh, all of our bodies are different. You know, our, our body makeups are different and uh, what we can tolerate, what we can't tolerate. Like, like we see it all over the place, but then it's like, for some reason, when we when we say something specific, people say, "Oh, no, no, no! That's you. Everybody has to do this exact one no. thing, you know." Um, and it's just that's not the no, case. You no, know, so. genetics make a difference as well. I totally get it. But yeah, they are they are so far along now in terms of uh, what what you can do for different body types, and then, you know, yeah. obviously, sugar is the enemy. I mean, sugar is the enemy. It's as simple as that. Carbs are as well, but uh, I think that's one concept for pretty much everybody. But I think some people can handle it better than others. But still. Cutting down on those things, sugar causes so much inflammation in your bones. Yes, it does. I mean, it's just, yeah, just, I tell people, I said, try two weeks without having sugar. Just try it. I mean, you're going to have withdrawal symptoms, trust me, but, Mm -hmm. and and you'll see how much better you feel, how much better you sleep. Mm -hmm. But some people just don't have the willpower to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. I feel it in about an hour. Yeah. (laughs) I need my sugar. No, sugar, like it, you couldn't have said it better. Sugar feeds inflammation and it feeds cancers of the body. So um, the best thing you can do is minimize it. Not saying don't eat fruits and vegetables. Certainly that's, we're talking artificial sweeteners well, and sugars and stuff that's in all the fake Franken foods that, that are out there. You know, and, maybe um, I'm, for me on Saturday night, I would have, I would allow myself to have uh, some kind of dessert, but I was, I was pretty, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty focused and I'm pretty strong-willed, so it's easy for me to just say no and set. Up. But on Saturdays, heck yeah, give me that, give me that, give me that uh, 
chocolate, lava, butterscotch, delight, whatever. <laughs> whatever they're serving. Yeah. Uh, now, Jared, you had a yeah. fun question for uh, for Kevin. Yeah, well, uh, Kevin, I know that you met your you met your wife on set on, on Hercules, yep. right? Um, uh, how long have you guys been married now? Twenty five years. So twenty five years. Hollywood, that amounts wow. to like a double diamond, I think. That's oh, right. Yeah. I think that you've been. It's like three That's lifetimes, yeah. something like that. <laughs> it is. Uh, That's impressive. So my question is, I mean. Uh, you're putting in these long days and uh, you're, I, I know that even now you continue to be uh, work heavy. You're, you're putting a lot of hours in. And I'm just thinking in terms of, of, of the biblical father and the biblical husband, what does that look like for you in your life? What does the balance look like? I know you have three kids. They're, they're getting older now, but uh, you mentioned uh, earlier, you have three great kids that you love. And I'm just wondering, what are the things that you did uh, in your home that maybe uh, you look back on? I'm like, man, I'm really glad that we did this, especially for our listeners who are trying to balance work life and home life. And hey, I want to be a better dad. Hey, I want to be a more godly husband. What are things that you have done uh, throughout the course of your lifetime that you uh, would say and, and pass that advice and wisdom on to somebody Well, I'd else? say a lot of your listeners didn't have the work schedule I had. I'm sure most men out there don't have an 18-hour door-to-door show. Right. right. Absolutely. Uh, with Andromeda, my second series, it was a much better schedule. It was 12 hours door-to-door. And that's when we started having kids. So I was home because I didn't have any kids on Hercules. I didn't get married until season six on Hercules. So um, I, I, that, that, I was home every day between five and six o'clock. That was on my schedule on Andromeda, which was great. So I was home for dinner with my kids when they were babies. Um, I would bathe them. I would, I would feed them. I would, I would read be- bedtime too. So I was there for those evening hours. That was my time with the kids since my wife had to be all day with them. And um, uh, that's sort of, you know, we're homeschoolers. My wife's a homeschool advocate. She travels the country. She's got like three or four books written on homeschooling. You guys should have her. Oh. She's, a, she's a fire. Wow, we will. <laughs> and she, I'll make a note. <laughs> and she, um, uh, you know, would travel with me when I shoot my movies. I shoot about four or five independent movies every year. I've shot over 80 movies since Andromeda finished. And wow. so the kids grew up on the movie sets. They'd be there on the set with me. So I'd have all day with them then during that time great because they're with me and they were getting older at this time and by the time my boys were 11 and 13 they said to me dad i want to be an actor which didn't surprise me because they're growing up and seeing it so now they're 22 and 19 my 22 year old just finished his eighth or ninth movie and my my 19 year old's got about i think about four movies under his belt already so they're way ahead of the ball than, than i wow. really know what at that age um but uh you know it's important to, I, that i don't know we're homeschooled so they're with us all the time which are great mm-hmm. That makes a big difference because I went to public school. So literally, I'd leave at 730 in the morning. And with all my sports, I'd be home at maybe six at night. So my parents weren't there to see that, you know, what was going on in the classroom. But back when I was in school, math teachers actually taught math. Science teachers actually taught science. Today, (laughs) public school teachers, I treat teaching sex and transgenderism and all. I'm going, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, but you're a math teacher. Why are you showing a video on transgenderism? Well, that's. Well, I mean, it's weird right. to me. Yeah. I'm a little yeah. make guy. Sense. I, I've worked with gay people all my career. You won't find one that will go say he was horrible to me. He was mean to me. He's a racist. He's a transphobe. He's a homo. You'll, you'll never get that because it never happened. But because I'm a Christian and a conservative, they will throw that label on you right away. And, yeah. that, you know, yeah. In today's world, we live in a world now that anybody can say anything about anybody. And now it's you're guilty until proven innocent. It's just it's mm-hmm. pathetic what's going on in the, in the yes. world right now. 
Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's it's not surprising though. I mean, I mean, we see it in scripture, right, yeah. all the time. Of hey, the world's going to hate you because of me, and it's it's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just the reality of it. And so yeah. I think sometimes uh, we have to just fix our perspective or change our expectation of how we think people are going to receive it and trust that in the midst of that, that God is doing what he needs to do and that God is going to use yeah. us uh, to, to, to bring people to him. And, and I mean, we, we have to, right? I mean, otherwise it's kind of like you have to laugh or you're going to cry, you know, kind of idea. That's right. Um, uh, but I mean, I, I didn't realize that you guys were homeschooling. We just started homeschooling this year. Um, and, uh, originally we had always said, because of all of the, all of the things that were going on in public schools, we said, Hey, as soon as our kids, uh, reach junior high, we're going to start homeschooling. Um, our oldest hit middle school this year. Um, and then my wife just said, you know, man, I really feel like God's saying we just need to bring them all home. And so we have four kids. Wow. And so she started, it, we're just starting our journey. I would love to have a conversation up, with your wife about homeschool. Our first book is called They're Your Kids. So okay. people go to sorbostudios.com. They can order order the book from her. But she travels the country. In fact, she and I are going to speak at Liberty University uh, next month. And from there, we're going up to New Hampshire. We've been invited to speak with all the GOP candidates running for, uh, for president for the next term. We're going to be speaking with them at the big they have up there. My wife's going to speak on homeschooling versus public schools. I'll be speaking on the culture war that Hollywood has waged on all of us with the movies that I do, uh, that used to be what Hollywood does. So... Um, Walt Disney said back in the 1950s that movies and television will influence our youth. Well, I think we've seen the, uh, re- re- the, you know, that that's happening big time. And Walt Disney right sure. now, trust me, is spinning in his mm-hmm. grave what Disney yes, is. Yes, he is. trademark name. Believe mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. One thing yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from uh, how you answered that question from Jared regarding uh, your family life uh, with young children, you were there. And I think if more dads were just present, and just part of the day for their children. My gosh, I mean, we it's its up to us to be kingdom men, to step up in our homes yep. and be men <laughs> and be resilient and, and be strong and be uh, oh. a foundation, yes, a foundation yeah. for our, our spouse. He's feeling the transition. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, I'm just telling you. But listen, yeah, I want to get into the book so badly, but as a funny little side note, Jared is a huge fan of the show Psych back in the day, and you mm-hmm. had a, a little cameo on that show. Mm-hmm. Jared, come on, talk to him about. I don't. I, I will. I never watched the show, but you were a big fan. So go ahead. Listen, yeah. I'm trying to find something, but keep going. No, you're good. I, I just we love that show. It's one that uh, we can watch over and over again, and it, it doesn't feel as you know, quote unquote, you know, woke as a lot of the newer stuff and. Uh, yeah, man, it was it was so fun seeing you uh, show. I mean, they had so many good, uh, you know, cameo Jared, presences on Jared, that show. I, got, throughout I, got, the whole I thing. played the bounty hunter on that show. Yep, and yes, they you did. called me back over the next three years. They called me back four times to come back and recur that role over and over. And every time they called me, I was filming yeah. another movie for the over the. No, I couldn't go because you're a fan of the show. We were fans. Very, my kids love this show. If they liked yep. a certain character, they would recur those people every once in a while. Yep. Uh, and what was great for me is I shot my second series, Andromeda, up in Vancouver, Canada. They shot in Vancouver, Canada after my show was done, and they had half of my crew from Andromeda. So it was like, oh, oh wow. Oh, <laughs> great. And those guys I yeah. to work with. They were great. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I, I, I have a movie that came out earlier in January or February called uh, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, based on the Left Behind books. And... Corbin Burnson is in that movie with me. And Corbin played the father 
on the on the series yep. on the site. So yeah, oh, how funny, yeah. Henry Spencer. Yep. Can I say some more questions because <laughs> yeah. I want to get this out there? You sure. guys should be part of this. I'm going to send you guys information on it. I do a lot of Comic Con shows, and I do a lot because mm-hmm. of Hercules Andromeda. I still get invited. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thirty times a year I can go. I pick about five or six places a year to go, and um, most of the time, the last six seven years, people come to my table more than half now because they want they want an autograph of, of me as as from God's Not Dead or Soul Surfer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's not Hercules or Andromeda. So I started saying, why are we not doing a faith and family type con? Well, I'm doing it. Okay, mm-hmm. write this down. It's called it's called um, RiseUpCon.com. RiseUpCon dot com may 29th may 30th june 1st it's going to be in seaverville tennessee just south of knoxville and we've already got a great cast of people that are going to be there uh signing autographs it's like comic-con but it's going to be people have done faith movies like dennis dennis quaid no like zach levy like uh like dean kane um like um uh candace cameron i mean we got a great group of people that are going to be there, and a lot of booths are available, and I think you guys should be there as well. I'll send you information yeah. oh, for it. Yeah, but please do. A charity golf event as well the day before. Um, we'll, have, we'll have a bunch of celebrities playing with people, raising money for good causes, and uh, it's, I'm very excited to have this happen. It's our first time giving it a go, so we'll see what happens, but we got Jeff Foxworthy is going to be there. Um, we just got a really good group of people that are in that world. Uh, John Schneider is going to be there. Did you say where it's going to be? Gordon Burns in Seaverville, Tennessee. It's near Knoxville, okay. near Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. That's well, great. We'll, uh, Jared, we might have to uh, book a trip uh, yeah, here. Yeah, we, it's we, done. We, we have, cer- cer- yeah, we have, uh, we have places that we need to go every year to help uh, further the cause of the show and, uh, and well, other areas be, of the business. So, and you could interview sure. different actors that are there. That's oh my right. gosh, that fun. could be amazing. That would be fun. I always thought it would be great. I mean, uh, I thought of like late night shows and things like that. I always wanted a space that uh, celebrities, uh, whether they're musicians or actors, different people could come and, and not just talk about what, you know, whatever they're working on as they were doing like a Tonight Show or something like that, but also be able to say, hey, this is how God is using this and this is how God is using it in my life. And uh, I just don't see that well, existing you're, you're, yet. You know, Jerry, but, Jerry Jenkins will be there. He's going to be signing, signing yeah. his books from the left behind series and stuff so yeah yeah good it's stuff gonna be, it's gonna Love be it. pretty cool we're gonna we're putting a couple movies up we're gonna have a, a new faith-based movie from carbon Brinson's going up i'm gonna have a new documentary called eating uh with the enemy that i uh that i'm i'm the narrator on and that one has to do with the last supper eating with the enemy it's gonna be up okay here. Well, yeah interesting yeah. that sounds great it's good i love it so what was the uh i, I think at this point we kind of <laughs> we're segwaying all the cans up in the bag with yeah, 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 yeah right we've been everywhere haven't we this okay. is good we're cramming a lot in and the, the inspiration for the book seems obvious and apparent right. at this point where, where it comes from um what really inspired you though to create a children's book is it just because it seems like the attack is really focused on our youth well the attack is not only our youth but attacks on anybody who says they're a christian nowadays which is just mm-hmm. weird to me we protect other religions like they're, but if you're a Christian, they attack you. I, I don't, and that's because of the media. I mean, if you look at every movie, television show Hollywood's ever done, so in the last 40 years, anybody who's a pastor or something, he's the doofus, he's the idiot. Anyone who says he's a Christian, he's the idiot. I mean, you look at what they did on The Simpsons for 40 years, you know, the, well, the guy next door neighbor, the, the pastor, he's a total goofball and just a moron. Yep. So yep. I always do, or I do the a lot father. Of, I do a lot of speaking <laughs> of best. I do a lot of pro life speaking. I do a lot of Christian education speaking. 
And I always say at these events, I'm here to wake up the lions. I'm tired of people saying the silent majority. Stop being silent. We need the lions to wake up. The sheep are going to be the sheep. So Brave Books came to me, and I'm very honored they came to me. My friend Kirk Cameron did one. He got attacked, if you remember, because he's reading at public libraries. They'd rather have drag queens read to their five-year-olds instead of Kirk Cameron. Kirk is so scary. This is really weird to me. So they came to me and said, we love what you're doing about embracing masculinity because I'm tired of this toxic masculinity, emasculation of men. And we're doing it for decades and it's only getting worse. Let boys be boys and let them grow up to be a man. And this book is called the, 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 it's called the Test of Lionhood. And it deals with Lucas here as a lion cub. He goes into the woods with his two sisters. Her, her little sister gets cut by this plant that's incredibly poisonous. And he's well aware of this plant. They've already talked about the family. His father's phone about the plant. He's not going to have time to go back to his parents. She's going to die. So he knows the only way to go is go to the top of a mountain where his father's brought him before and showed him the special flower that will save her life. So he's got to get past and find his own courage to get past these obstacles that's going to be thrown at him as he's traveling to save his sister's life. It's a great story. It doesn't bash anything. It doesn't bash people. It's just a great story about a young little boy growing up to learn what it's like to be a man. It's as simple as that. But he'll still get attacked, but that's fine. This is what they do, um, which is unfortunate because all they have is hate and the anger in their lives. And to me, I pray for them because what a god-awful way to go through life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a hopeless journey oh, uh, when so much of, of obviously, the, the, the Christian story and when, when you're talking about Jesus, it's all full of hope and it's yeah. all full mm-hmm. of hope. Of, mm-hmm. of, faith and 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 connection and love and all these things that are are so honorable and so good um and, and yet they're just constantly under this 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 attack and um it's, it's very frustrating uh as as you no doubt have experienced to to come at it from a loving a loving way it's hard it's hard to come at this from a, a kind loving way right because it, it's so it, because it is so irritating <laughs> it's constantly it's it's but we got we do have to be lines we got it we got to walk the road less travel because jesus went yeah. way in that road and i always tell people i want to turn the road less travel into super highway do not be afraid i get people in every movie set come up to me and say they look around very quietly hey man thanks for being a voice for us be a voice for yourself that's Stop right. letting government's favorite weapon is fear. We saw it. They've been using it for decades, but you saw it in full display during COVID where they shut down churches. They shut down schools, but God forbid, shut down a liquor store or a strip club. They're essential. Shut down the mom and pop grocery store. It's been around 60 years, but keep COVID and Target open. That's okay. Because yeah. this has nothing to do yeah. with money, does it? Give me a break. It's, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. sad. You know, take one shot. What do you think? Three shots. Take four shots and wear seven masks. Oh, you still got COVID. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Take another yeah. shot. It's unbelievable <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And people are ready to die back on that road again. Wake up. I mean, wake yeah. up. This yeah. Is, yep. it, That's it's kind of the scary thing, right? Sometimes I think to myself, uh, surely people don't actually think that way. And then you have conversations with people, you know, in, in random places and you go, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why we are where we are. The only, I got the only it, person you know? you're supposed to fear is the Lord. That's in the Bible. That, yeah. do, not, do not live your life in fear. Yeah. What, what do you think if you could look forward and say, hey, this is what the end goal is? Do you have any idea of what you think they're trying to uh, get to? Oh, it's control. Do you think it's just a form it's of control? control. Yeah. Governments of every, every yeah. country want total control of your life from cradle to grave. And, you know, in America, it's been going on forever. And, they, and 
they, you know, they take an inch, they take an inch, they take an inch. Well, after a hundred years, it's miles upon miles they've taken away. We're losing freedom of speech. You already know that. They're already arresting people of freedom of speech. The whole January 6th thing, if we're getting the politics of the Capitol, Trump never once said attack. He said, go, if you're going to go there, be peaceful on tape. But it doesn't matter if it's on tape anymore. These still, they, people still want to. Right. And um, right. It's, it's amazing to me that the proof coming out that the FBI was involved, all those people that made this happen. But uh, it's, it's just it's incredible to me what's going on in our country right now. And it's, it's pathetic. And, and I think both sides have to wake up and get rid of mail-in voting. We'll never have, we'll never have honest voting. Because if you remember right, Hillary Clinton in 2016 said he's an illegitimate president. He didn't really win. But it's okay if they say it. But if we say it on our side, oh, let's arrest everybody for saying mean, It's just like my head wants to explode sometimes. It's yeah. just crazy. I still, yeah, I still say that's one of my, my favorite things is when uh, Trump uh, won the presidency and they showed Hillary's reaction. That's one of my, my favorite political moments. Oh, she, she couldn't have looked more yeah. smug, right? <laughs> okay. well, and the shock of, of what do you mean what just happened? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, no yeah. question. Well, they, yeah. I'm sure they told her, don't worry, it's in the bag. And, of course, they didn't happen. Right. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. So they just made sure yeah, the so next what, time around they were overcompensating. So that, 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 uh-huh. But anyway, well. All we can pray for and what we continue to pray for here at Critical Bench, our, our team of, of, of good men and women and our virtual team, and uh, what we can ask of all of our listeners is just pray everyone up, that yeah. kingdom men and women stand up for what is good and what is right and what is truthful for uh, this generation and for the next one to come, that, that these kids uh, are grounded in something that's real uh, and not in all this just unbelievable noise that has really gotten louder and louder over the last 10, 10 plus years. I got, two yeah, things, just, I got two things left. I got to, I got to get running here too. And I know you guys are done with me showing. No, Please go to brave We're never done brave, with you, Kevin. It's Come on. bravebooks.com, bravebooks.com and get this. You got uh, join it, join, jump up. You'll get this book free autographed by me. If you actually join with, join with them and every month you get a new book and my movie, Miracle in East Texas, please go Miracle in East Texas. You can go to MiracleEastTexas.com or SorboStudios.com. Sign up. Fill up those seats right now. Power of 10. We need to keep this movie going. It's a wonderful PG-rated family movie. Yeah, we can't wait Love to it. help uh, support that uh, in mm-hmm. October. All your listeners on the mm-hmm. show get releases, now. go get your tickets. Uh, I love what they're doing over at Brave Books. Are you uh, in the in the works to do anything more with them down the line, uh, Kevin? You're going to see a lot of promotion from me. I just did a lot of commercials for them just uh, early today, yeah. actually. So uh, yeah. Yeah. they're killing it too. Things. So they they got quite a big quite a big uh, ad campaign coming out. Yeah, it's been really fun actually seeing their ads come out. I mean, a lot of times with like Christian stuff over the years, it, it kind of has that uh, almost kind of Christian cringe to it a little bit sometimes, or it comes across as cheesy. And man, they're just doing such a good job. I watch these things That's and right. I'm, it draws me in. The, the Brave stuff, I'm just, I'm super pumped about That's it. Right. So. Um, Cr- make sure Christ- to check that out. Christians can be cool and funny too, you know. That's, that's right. Yeah, we can do know? stuff really, really and well. And good looking. I mean, look, yeah. I, I don't know that I've seen three good looking men like this in quite a while. You know, <laughs> this is this is impressive stuff yeah. going on. Here. So, yeah. Ke- Kevin, it's been an absolute delight. Take- we thank you so much for making time to be on the show, and we will do everything that we can to help promote uh, what you're doing in the world. And don't stop, Perfect. please. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. God yeah. bless everyone. Right. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, listeners. Thank you for joining us again on Strong by Design. We thank you so much. Smash that five stars. Leave us a review. Let us know what this show or what this episode means to you. And we'll be talking with you very, very soon. 
God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you. 